This episode of Proper English is brought to you by Perfect Tenses and the idiom A Perfect Storm. Good old Mary Poppins. We watched Mary Poppins Returns last weekend, didn't we, Dave? Practically perfect in every way. Yes, Dave. Are you just going to recite lines from Mary Poppins films for the whole episode? <laughs> no, Ali. I don't think I know any others. <laughs> I do know that there are two excellent Poppins films which are based on the books by P.L. Travers. Actually, I'd love to make an episode or two just about the two films. There's loads we could talk about. Ooh, put it on the to-do list. Always assuming our listeners will be interested, drop us a message if you'd like to hear us chatting about those films or Ooh. any films. Yeah, send us an email to properenglish or one word at sapo.pt. But how does Mary Poppins link to our subject this week? Well, she considers herself practically perfect in every way, and I thought we should look at the word perfect because it's always confused me that we have these tenses called Perfect. Mm, nice. Then in that case, I think I can help out here. Huh. Today, we and Ms Poppins use the word perfect to mean that something is faultless, as good as it can possibly be. We can also use it to mean complete. Ah, as in, we've never met. You are a perfect stranger to me. <laughs> its Latin root was used to describe a finished action, whereas imperfect described an incomplete action. Ah, right. Now we understand why this tense has this confusing name, we can look at how and when to use it. This seems like a good time to mention that we owe the inspiration for this episode to Katka in Slovakia, don't we, Dave? We do, Ali. Hello, Katka. So where shall we start? In the present, I guess. Okie dokie. The perfect present is used to link the past with the present. So... For example, I have rung the dentist three times, but I still can't get an appointment. Although the ringing was something that you did in the past, it is relevant to this moment in the present. We can also use it to talk about actions that haven't finished yet. For example, we have lived in Portugal since 2016. We haven't finished living here. We like it. Mm, we do. We can also use it to say, we have been to the cafe twice this week. The week hasn't finished. In both of the last two examples, we've specified a time. Mm -hmm. Since 2016 and this week. However, we can also use the present perfect to talk about something in the past that has finished, but without specifying when it happened. And you can use it to describe something that didn't happen. OK, so using an adverb like never... I have never seen Game of Thrones. Up until this point in my life, I have not seen Game of Thrones and at this present moment in my life, my life remains unaffected by the franchise. <laughs> Other adverbs we use in the present perfect are already, yet and so far. I have already eaten my breakfast. Have you cooked lunch yet? So far, I've beaten the eggs and grated the cheese next? Makes sense to look at the present perfect continuous, I guess. Good idea. We are still connecting the past to the present. For example, 
we have been making proper English since 2019 and we still enjoy it. We do. Going back to the dentist example, we might choose to say, I have been ringing the dentist all morning. You began making phone calls this morning, the past. Mm -hmm. You might decide to stop ringing now, in the present moment, or continue. That is not specified. How about the past perfect? This one feels more complicated. Yeah, that's because we use it to stress the idea that one action was completed before a second action. So, I could say Goldilocks had already fallen asleep by the time the three bears came home. Like it. So, sticking with Goldilocks then, she felt full because she had eaten all of Baby Bear's porridge. Exactly. The past perfect is really good for anecdotes and storytelling. Yeah, the story would be a bit stilted and boring in the past simple. Goldilocks fell asleep. The three bears came home. Goldilocks ate baby bear's porridge. She was full. Hmm. Yeah, it's like news items, isn't it? <laughs> and it changes the order slightly because we aren't linking the eating of the porridge with Goldilocks's full stomach. Many learners wonder about when to use the past simple and when to use the past perfect. I like to encourage students to be adventurous and so it's great to be able to practice a tense like this during language lessons where someone can correct you or help you make the right choice. But in actual fact, we don't use the past perfect anywhere nearly as often as English language learners think we do. Mm. Very often, it's best to keep it simple. Let's compare two sentences that mean exactly the same thing. Dave ate all the chocolates before I got home. And... Dave had eaten all the chocolates before I got home. Yum. OK, lastly then, let's look at the future perfect. It's a way to connect the present with the future. You aren't going to need to use it very often because, well... We can't see into the future and know which action will follow which. You can use it if you are certain about the timeline and the order of events. You use will have in the phrase or sentence. By the time you hear this episode, we will have started another one. In theory. <laughs> will, your, will your train have arrived before mine leaves? Mm. We can use it to exaggerate about how time passes. For example... Christmas will have been and gone by the time we find somewhere to park. Oh, that is my bugbear. I hate parking. And now it's time for Idiom of the Week. Idiom of the Week? You know him? Who? Him. Roger. Who? Who's he when he's at home? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? He's not been at home. Roger. Who? Oh, my word. Roger, he's been away. Where's he been? Who? It's Roger. Well, I'm coming to that. I'm all ears. A lot of people have said that about you. Anyway, Roger is the flower shop on the corner. Did you not know? Oh, I had no idea. I thought old Flory had the florists. Oh, no. Flory the florist retired a while ago, sold it on. No, don't tell me. To this Roger. You're catching on. I'm attentive. Anyway, Roger's been away, looking after his elderly father in Newest. Oh, 
Ooh, that's a long way away. I know. Outer Hebrides. Outer what? I tell you what I'm outer. Outer patience for you asking daft questions. Well. I'm just saying, my patience is being tested. I hope it passes the test. Hmm. Anyway, Roger the florist's father lives in Newest, and he was looking after him, but now he's back. What did his dad do? Well, his dad were the only dentist on Newest, but he's passed his best, not being well at all, and that's why Roger the florist was in Newest looking after him. Anyway, he's recovered now. Ooh, Roger the florist's former dentist's dad? Exactly. I am pleased. I like happy ending. Oh, but that's not the end of the story. Oh, ain't it? There's more? There is. Roger the florist gets home from Uist and comes home to an empty flat. Oh, dear. And as he walks back out of the flat, he looks up at number 10 and sees Mr. White and Judy kissing. <gasps> You see, this seemingly random set of circumstances has led to something of a disaster. Oh, you mean a perfect storm? I do. For who? For Judy. No. Yes. Why? Because Roger the florist is Judy's husband. A perfect storm. A situation where a calamity is caused by a rare combination of individual elements or events that come together disastrously. And how is Judy going to talk herself out of this one? I guess we'll find out in a future episode. And here we are at the end of another practically perfect episode of Proper English. As always, we hope you've enjoyed listening in on our conversation. And please, make sure you rate and review us on your favourite podcast app. It helps us get noticed. It would be perfect if you recommended us to a friend. Or a family member. Or a fellow student. It makes us so happy when we get new subscribers. The more the merrier. We also love getting feedback, so why not get in touch? Ask us questions about vocabulary in this episode that's unfamiliar to you. Tell us what you'd like us to talk about in future episodes. But how, Ali? How? Well, as I said earlier, our email address is properenglish or one word at sapo.pt or you can go to Instagram or Twitter or Facebook if you have them. So until next time, it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me too. And thank you for listening to Proper English. English.